All right, Shabbos say good morning, good morning. Let us begin, begin by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning. We to thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Cheshvan. Stephen Tarizin for dedicating all the Shemun Joshua's this month in the in memory of Steve's father, the commemoration of his yard site, Bunim Tzvi Ben Chaim, Leah Sol, as his chosra fushim for our Ilana Bas Esther, and for all of those wounded in Eretz Yisrael, Yonasan and, and Rachel Wolf, for a complete and lasting refuah, for a fall Yitzchak Baruch Ben Esther, Cherry and Sarah Walaski, and his chosra fushim for Zachariah Dov Ben Peral Shira, Azriel and Iris Miller, in the schus of the holy soldiers of the IDF, and the merit of our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. A week of learning sponsors, Robert Imas, in honor of the yard site of his mother, Rus Bas Sara, and an appreciation for the entire Dafyomi Shir, as well as anonymous sponsor, in honor of Yoni Frager's birthday. Good. Right. So with that, Baruch Hashem, let us, let us begin. We truly hope that in Eretz Hashem, our learning is a schus. For all of those who need a refuah, for all of those in Shamas who need an aliyah, and Mir Hashem truly in the schools of our precious soldiers, our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael, may they be victorious in Mir Hashem in all of their endeavors. Amen. Let's do with that. Let us begin. Uh, okay. Good. Today's staff is Ayin Base 72. And we are picking up on Ayin Aleph on Base 71B. 71b, we left off Amarav Shtikusa de Babel Hainu Yihusa, which is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, about 20 lines up from the bottom. So, we'll say, if you remember again, the Gemara ended off with a fascinating statement. The Gemara spoke about the idea that Shtikusa, the willingness to remain silent, Right? And the willingness to avoid confrontation and avoid mach, or avoid confrontation, avoid machlokas, ultimately <coughs> is a sign of genealogical purity. So Amarav, Rav said, Shtikusa de Babel, Hayu Yichusa. It's the willingness, again, of the residents of Babel. Shtikusa, to be silent. I must remember again, specifically we saw that the willingness to be silent represents the idea, represents the idea that halacha a person is humble, a person is machlokes, a verse, that in and of itself highlights a refined state of yichos. So the most is that so. ikla rab, rab Yet rab once went to Babel and he investigated the shidduch. He investigated the family for a shidduch. The Gemara says, my love be When it says he investigated, it doesn't mean he looked into the yichos. So you see from here that even in Babel, you still have to look into yichos. Lo bishtikusa. In fact, what Rav was looking into was how do these people conduct themselves when they are in the midst of Mahlogas? Are they argumentative people? Are they difficult people? Are they always arguing? Or ultimately, again, do they pursue the path of peace when it comes to others? Haki Kamalu, Baduku, check into them, Ishaski, Iloshaski. Are they silent or not silent? Again, I'm say, once again, the idea over here is not, not that a person always has to be silent, but we all know this. You could tell a lot about a person by how they deal with difficult or confrontational situations, right? We see this in life, you know, people who appear so nice and so, and so wonderful, yet they get into a, in, into a little bit of a volatile situation and wow, like you see a totally different side of the individual with a fundamental and complete lack of midos. On the other hand, you find people that even when faced with adverse circumstances, are shizuki, ultimately again, 
Nashizugi, but Shasky, right? Ultimately, they are quiet, refined individuals. The ability to have that level of restraint represents a heightened sense of genealogical purity. If you see two people who are constantly arguing with each other, so the Gemara says, There's a genealogical flaw in one of those individuals. And who is not allowing the Shidduch to happen between the two sides. It's an interesting insight, right? So in other words, if there are two people that are constantly arguing, it could be a sign that the wants to separate, keep separate those two families. If ultimately, again, you see two families who are arguing with each other, ultimately, again, there's a genealogical flaw in one of them. And Chesh Baruch is not allowing one family to connect with the other. Bavel is healthy. Mishon, Mesa, the city of Mishon, the area of Mishon is dead. Madai Chola, Madai, right? The place of Madai is ill. And Ilim Gosases. Ilim is a Goses. Is a Goses. I'm about to say, Goses is someone who is so ill that they face imminent death. Imminent death. So, about to say, so the idea over here is, Rapapa says, this is descriptive of their genealogical states, genealogical purity. So, Babel is healthy, i.e., Babel enjoys Achaz's Kashros when it comes to Yichos. Meshon, apparently, we're going to see the people in Meshon were genealogically flawed, and therefore, again, so to speak, they're dead. Madai Chola, people in Madai, they're ill. Only some of them are genealogically fit, some of them are not. And the Elaine is a Gosis. So, most of them are being holding the Gosin. What's interesting, the Gosis and the Chola? The majority of people who are ill live. Rov Gosisin Lemisa. The majority of Gosisin die. So that's another way of saying ultimately again that Madai, Madai, the majority of people are genealogically fit, the minority are not. In Elam, in Elam, the majority are genealogically unfit, a minority are. A minority are kosher. So we'll say, so now we spent a lot of time speaking about the idea that amazingly enough, in this respect, Babel is superior to Eretz Yisrael, and that again, Babel enjoys a level of genealogical superi- superiority over Babel. To which the Gemara asks, so what are the borders of Babel? What are the borders of Babel? So the Gemara says, Rav Amar Adnar Asak. Rav says, Babel extends until the Azak River. Ushmol Amar Adnar Yo'ani. To the Yo'ani River. Le'el, B'digla. So we'll say, when looking upstream, remember again, Babel borders on multiple bodies of water, as we'll see. So ultimately, again, when you look at the, when you look at the upper border of Babel, by the Digas, by the, by, the, by the Tigris River. So how far does it extend? So Ad Hecha. Rav Amar Ad Bagda Va'avna. Rav says until Bagda, these are places. Ushmol Amar Ad Moshchani, Tholom Moshchani Bikhlal. Shmuel says it comes to Moshchani, but Moshchani is not included in the borders of Babel. I, Rav Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, Amar Shmuel, Moshchani Hariya Kegol Yuxin. I, but Rabbi Chia Bar Abba said in Moshmuel that Moshchani is like the diaspora in terms of Yuxin. Ella, so rather it means upstream, upstream the border of Babel goes up until Moshchani, and Moshchani is included in Babel. Okay. So I will say, so again, when looking downstream on the Tigris River, how far downstream does Babel extend? On Moshmol Ad Apamya Tasa. So ultimately, until the lower Apamya, 
It's the name of the place again. So the Gemara says, Tarti There are actually two places named Apamya. Chada ilasa, the Chada tasya. One is higher up and one is lower down. Chada kshira, the Chada psula. One, the residents are genealogically kosher, and the other, the residents are genealogically pasal. Ubein chada lechada parsa. And between one apamya and another apamya is a parsa. Vikakapti ahadadi. They're very makbid. The residents of each apamya are very, are very um, makbid on each other. They don't even lend each other a fire, right? They don't even lend each other like a candle or a match. Nothing like that. So the Gemara says, uh, And the, how do you know which one is Pasal, which one is Kasher? The one that speaks the language of Mishan, those are the ones who are Pasal. Okay. So I will say, when looking at the border of Babel on the Euphrates, how far up on the Euphrates does Babel extend? It goes up until, again, these are names of places, it goes up until Akra the Tulkabani Yishmolamar Ad Gishra the Beipras. Ultimately, again, until the bridge, until the bridge on the Euphrates. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Ad Ma'abra the Gizma, the Gizma crossing. Okay, Layet Abaye Vitim Rabbi Yosef Adrav. So Abaye, Abaye reacted very strongly to these positions. He felt that some of these borders were incorrect. So literally, it means he cursed Rav. He cursed Rav. I will say now, again, that sometimes it doesn't really mean curse. Rav Mizoris, he was very unhappy with Rav's position. Light, um, I'm sorry, we're good. So, Light, Abayi, Bitim, Rav Yosef, Adrav. Adrav, Light, and the Shmuel, Loi, I don't say he was said about Rav's position. Not about Shmuel, Shmuel's is even further up. Rather, again, Abayi was upset at Rav. And all the more so, he was upset at Shmuel as well. The Abayi similarly, all the Adrav, Light, and the Shmuel, Loi, I. The possibility is he was upset at Rav, but not at Shmuel. The Gishra, the Bey Pras, and it's possible again that in Abaye's days, the actually the bridge of the bridge of Pras was moved down, it was moved downstream, so to speak. Top of Ayin Base, seventy-two A. And it was now ultimately again that the Persians ultimately again went ahead and took it from where it was and then went ahead and moved it upstream. So originally when Shmuel said his position, it was actually lower downstream, that Abayi agreed with, and then the Persians subsequently moved it further upstream. Okay, verse 72, a first line. We'll say, what about on the western side, right? On Rashi says, Sad Marav. On the western side of the Euphrates River, ultimately again, how far does bubble extend? What are you asking? Look, first of all, look at Rashi. Rashi says over here, it's the last Y line in Rashi. Lahai gisa de pras adhecha, bisvasa klape mairav adhechan mispashet rachbash al On the western side, how far, how far does Babel extend? So the Gemara says, my daitech. So what, what are you worried about? What are you worried about? So the Gemara says, mishum biram. I'm worried, not worried, but I'm asking regarding biram. Biram was a city. He wanted to know what was the status of Biram. Is Biram included in Babel, not included in Babel? To which the Gemara says, Well, I can answer you like this. The most, the, the most miyuchasdik families, right? The, the, the most genealogically fit families from Pompadisa would marry into the families of Biram, which indicates that what? That Biram obviously was a very genealogically fit place. Amr Papa, Kemach Lokis Lo Yuchsen, Kach Mach Lokis Le Inyan Gin. So I will say this is interesting. 
the same way that we have a machlokas about the borders of Bavel when it comes to the Israel Rebbe saying, and remember, why are we trying to figure out what the borders of Bavel are? Because remember, Bavel enjoys the highest level of genealogical purity. Well, again, so obviously then we need to know what's Bavel. Right, well, what's considered in Babel? So now the Gemara just suggests, Rabbi, would just suggest the same way that you have a machlokas when it comes to Babel. For Yuchsin, what are the borders of, of Babel? When it comes to Yichos, kach machlokas le'inyan gin. So too there is a machlokas regarding gin. Now we'll say, what's the machlokas regarding gin? Take a look at Rashi. It's almost right across in Rashi. Kach machlokas le'gin. The kaimolon ha'mevi get mishara aratzos, tzarak shiyomar befanei nechtav, u befanei nechtam, lefi she'en bikiyan l'shma. Remember again, first Mishnah in Mesechah's Gitten. When you bring a get from Chutz Laaretz to Eretz Yisrael, you have to say, the witness has to say, The get was written in front of me, signed in front of me. Why? So it was a and Gitten. But again, we go with the idea, because in Chutz Laaretz, they were not proficient in writing a get, l'shma, for the sake of this man and the sake of this woman. Therefore, in order to certify the l'shma status of the get, you need this testimony. So I will say, Bavel enjoyed the same status as Eretz Yisrael. Namely, in Bavel, they were Bekiya l'shma, which made sense. You had Yeshivas in Bavel, you had Rabbanim in Bavel. So therefore, Bavel had the same status, ultimately, again, as, as Eretz Yisrael. So the Gemara says, there from say, so, 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 so Rapapa says, the same machlokis, therefore the same machlokis that the borders of Babel for Yichos were the same machlokis of the borders of Babel for Gittin. Rabbi Yosem, Rabbi Yosem says, no, no, machlokis, legitin, yuchsin, aval legitin, divrei akol, ad arba tanyana di gishra. So Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, no, the machlokis about the borders of Babel was only for Yichos, but for Gittin, everyone knows the borders of Babel, Babel ultimately again goes, Babel extends up until the lower swamp, right? The lower, the lower, the lower reed swamp, ultimately again by the bridge. Okay, so apparently that was a meaningful marker for them. Fine. So we said there was this place called Chavil Yama, that's the name of a place. Chavil Yama was the most beautiful part, Techelta, was the most beautiful part ultimately of Babel. Rashi says over here, Chavil Yama, Shem Makam, the name of a place, Techelta de Babel, Meklila v'tif arta shal Babel l'yuchsin. I will say it's not really referring to aesthetic beauty over here, rather it's referring to his genealogical purity. So as much as Babel has this elevated status regarding genealogical fitness, Techelta de, I'm sorry, Chavil Yama was like, the purest of the pure. Purest of the pure. Shunya v'govya, t'chelta t'chavel yama. I will say apparently within chavel yama, there were these other areas, I don't know, maybe neighborhoods. Shunya and govya were in in, in chavel yama or even were, were the purest of the pure. All right. I will say first by line, Ravina Amar Av Tzitzura. Ravina said even the area, right, even the area of Tzitzura also was, also was the best of the best of genealogical purity. Tayin HaMelech HaBais, that supports this. Hanan ben Pinchas, Hanan ben Pinchas says, Chavil Yama, Tchelta de Babel. So Chavil Yama, again, I will say, the, the most beautiful, the, again, not aesthetic beauty, but ultimately, again, the most genealogically fit area of Babel. Shunya Vagovya, Vitzitzura, so Shunya, Govya, Tzitzura, we'll call these like neighborhoods or areas in Chavil Yama, 
Tchelta de Chaval Yama, the Chaval Yama. They are again the most genealogically fit areas of Chaval Yama. Okay, Amra Papa, Va'inna Iarvi Bohu Kusai. Papa says, unfortunately, again, now all of these areas have lost their standing. Why? Because the Kusim got mixed in over there. The Kusim moved in, right? The Kusim moved in, and ultimately, again, it just, just changed changed the, the genealogical makeup of the area. So the Mar says, Velohi. Actually, the Mar says, that's not accurate. That's not what happened. No, what ended up happening was there was a Kusi who wanted to marry a girl from one of these areas. They didn't allow the Shidduch to go through. So again, you know what I'm saying? So what I'm essentially saying is they got corrupted game of telephone a little bit, right? It went from there was a Kusi who wanted to marry a girl from one of these areas, which was correct, to the Kusi moved into the areas. But the Kusi, in fact, did not move into the areas. Okay, incredible. My Chavoyama. So we'll say, what is Chavoyama? Amra Papa Zu Pras de Borsi. We'll say, this is the area called Pras de Borsi. This was, again, another descriptive name of the area. Hahu Gavra, Damrahu. There was a guy who said, Ana Anan, Ana Min Shot Mishot. I am from the area of Shot Mishot. Okay, so Amar Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha Ragla Va'amar Shot Mishot Ben Hanaros Omda Omedas Shot Mishot is situated between the rivers. So the really Bechi Ben Hanaros Omdos the Shot Mishot actually sit between the rivers. Is that true? So the Gemara says My Havi Amar Abay Amar Bichanim Bar Ukva Amar Biosi Bar Bichanila Ben Hanaros Harichigol Yuchsin. So we'll say they used to refer to Bavel as the area between the rivers, right, because Bava was situated in between the Tigris and the Euphrates. So ultimately, again, what, what Rabbi Yitzchak was saying was, Shot Mishot has genealogical fitness like Bava, like the area that sits between the rivers. Okay? Behecha Kaima, where is Shot Mishot? Am Rabbi Yochanan, Me'ihi Dikira Ula'el. It's from Ihi Dikira and above. Vaham Rabbi Yochanan, Ad Ma'avarta Gizma. I bet Rabbi Yochanan said until the Gizma crossing. Rabbi Ritzua Nafka is a very narrow strip of land that extends between these two areas. Okay, so we'll say the Gemara goes weiter. Good, okay, more to talk about this, we'll go weiter. So Gemara says, Am Rabbika Bar'av and Am Rav Hananel, Am Rav, Chilazon Nehavar, Chilazon and Nehavnad, Harihi Kagolo Liyuchsen. So we'll say, now what we're doing over here is as follows. After, after going ahead and solidifying the fact that Bavel has the high, highest, we'll call it highest genealogical rating, so to speak, right? We're now establishing, that, and now after speaking about the actual borders of Bavel, even though those are subject to some level of dispute, we're now identifying other areas that also enjoy a heightened genealogical status. So, for example, if Hanan says the name of Rav, these areas, mostly these names of places, Chilazon and Nehavnad, these are names of places, Harikigol, Liuchsen, they are like Bavel when it comes to Yichus. When we say like Gola, it's a reference to Bavel, like Bavel when it comes to Yichus. I'm there, Don't listen to that, that's not true. Yevamahi Dinafleve Hasam. We'll say, ultimately, again, it's just, he's just saying that ultimately, again, because he had a Yivama that felt him in one of these places. So he's trying to say that ultimately, again, they have a heightened genealogical status. All right? Amalei, Atu Didi, Atu, Amalei, Atu Didi, you think I'm espousing my own position? Rav Hananalhi, it's Rav Hananal's position. So the Gemara says, Azul Shilu Rav Hananal, they went to me, asked Rav Hananal about this. Amalei, Hu Hachi Amarav, Chilazon, Nihavnad, 
Harihi Kagola. So in the deed, Rechanana said, yes, these places have the genealogical status of Babal. Kagol Yuchsin. Opligid Rabbi Abba Barakana. Argues Rabbi Abba Barakana. Why? Dam Rabbi Abba Barakana. My dixiv. What's the meaning of the Pasuk that says, Baruch Hashem, Mar now is quoting over here from the Pasuk in Malachim. Vayanchim bechalchach ubechavar nehar gozon vaare madai. So literally again, so I will say this is talking about over here when the king of Ashur uprooted, uprooted segments of cloudy soil and resettled them in other areas. So what does it say? He resettled them or resettled them in Chalchach, Chabor, and Nahar Gozen, Va'are Madai. So what are these places? Chala, Zu Chilazon, Chabor, Zu Hadiab, Nahar Gozen, Zu Ginzak, Are Madai, Zu Chamdan, Vechavrosel. Vamila, Zu Nahavnad, Vechavrosel. Other sage refers to so Nahavnad and, and surrounding areas. My Chavrosel, what is that? Amrishmuel, Krach, Mushri, Chuski, Verumki. Okay, different places. Am Rabbi Yochanan, the Kulon Lipsul. But ultimately, we'll say all of these places, all these places do not enjoy a genealogical fitness. Ultimately, again, they all pass. If you look at Rashi, right before the lines get right, Rashi says, the Kulon Lipsul, Komakum Shagalu Ashvatim, Nitmu Ovdei Kochabim Nosehem, the Ovid Kochabim, the Evera Ba'abas, Yisrael, the Mandam Ravlad Mamzer, Lohavi, Lohavi, Pagum Yohavi. So this is very interesting. So remember, this is referring to the exile of the ten tribes. And the resettling of the ten tribes in foreign lands. The emergence points out over here, Rabbi Yochanan says something amazing. Wherever the ten tribes were exiled to, ultimately, again, any vestige of genealogical fitness was lost. Was lost. The ten tribes intermarried. They intermarried. So because they intermarried, ultimately, again, any level of genealogical fitness was lost by the ten tribes. So is Moshchi the same thing as Moshchani? This place of Moshchani that has the status of Babel, ultimately again for Yichus. Ella Moshchi lechod or Moshchani lechod. So I'll say so. Apparently again there are two places: Moshchi and Moshchani. Moshchi does not enjoy genealogical fitness. Moshchani does. So I'll say the one goes right to Utslas. Alon bepuma ben shinao. So I will say. So this this is in Sefer Daniel. So ultimately, again, this is referring to the vision of Daniel. So in Daniel's vision, he sees multiple animals, and in one of the animals that he sees, right, he sees ultimately again a chaya. He sees an animal that has ribs. Tlas ilai bepuma, three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. What is this a reference to? So the verse Amr Yochanan Zuchi Lazon Hadyab Unitsivin. I will say these are the these are the the areas, the cities of Khilazon, Hadyab and Itsivin, Shepamim Balasan, Upamim Paltasan. Sometimes ultimately again they are, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, first wide line, Rashi says, Bechaya Tlas Ilan Bepuma, Bechaya Hashnia Shamar Daniel Ksevihi Babal. This is a reference to the animal, second animal in Daniel's vision, which was supposed to be a reference or, or a vision of the Babylonian Empire. So ultimately, Annabelle says, so it has these three ribs in its teeth, re- referencing referencing um, these three cities of Chilazon, Hadyab, and Nitzivin. Sometimes those three areas were absorbed by Babel, and sometimes they were. So apparently, again, these were like constantly contested areas, right? That were so, sometimes part of one empire, sometimes part of a different empire. So the Gemara says, Va'aru Then I will say, he said, I saw another in, in Daniel's vision. There wasn't an, another animal. 
that resembled the bear. Who does that refer to? So both say, so the first animal, the second animal he saw, ultimately was referenced to Bavel. The third animal, the Gemara says, was referenced to Tanya of Yosef, Iluparsim. So the bear-like animal, this was a reference to the Persians. Sha'ochlan v'shosin kidov, they eat and they drink like bears. So apparently Persians eat a lot and drink a lot. And ultimately, again, they're obese, like a bear. Big people, Rashi says, Bali bosses, Bali bosses, right? Big, big people, big people. Lashon uvi, Rashi says, the lashon of thickness, thickness and fat. So they eat like a bear, they drink like a bear, they're big like a bear. And they're hairy like a bear. Right, so this is, the, this is the description of the Persians, the Gemara says. So, Kidov, Kidov. And ultimately, again, they have no rest like a bear. So apparently a bear, a bear, ultimately, again, is never really fully, fully at rest. Fully at rest. So the mice, again, so that's it. So, say, so again, it's Daniel's reference, ultimately, I don't know, I don't, it's, it's ancient Persia. It's ancient Persia. I don't know if that it refers, right? So this, right, this, 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 was Daniel's, this was Daniel's reference, ultimately, again, to the bears, to, to the Persian Empire. So the Gemara says as follows. Uh, whenever he would see a Persian riding on a, on a horse, he would say, that is a moving bear. A moving bear. So they would call the Persians the bears. Okay? So, show me the Persians. The Persians, they were fierce warriors. So again, they were like, he compared them to the soldiers of David HaMelech, right? Well, I say David HaMelech had a very strong army. So again, whenever Rabbi Levi, right, when, when, when Rabbi Levi would say, show me the Persians, he would say, the Persians look like the soldiers of David HaMelech. Harini Chabarin, show me the Chabarin. I will say, Chabarin were another nation. Domin Lamalachi Chabala. If you want to see the Chabarin, the Chabarin look like angels of destruction. Rashi says over here, Chabarin, Osan has Parsim. So we'll say so the Chabarin, the Chabarin, who were known to be incredibly destructive people, they were the neighbors of the Persians. They were fierce. They were fierce and destructive. So if somebody said, Show me, show me the Chabarin, the Chabarin themselves looked like angels of destruction. Haraini Yishmaelim, show me Yishmaelim, the descendants of Yishmael, Domim the Seirim Shabesakise. They resemble the demons who inhabit the bathroom. The demon who said, what, what does that mean? Rashi says, Melubashim Shorim, the Domin They wear black. They wear black. And ultimately again they resemble they resemble demons. Incredible, I will say. Incredible. Harini Tamidicha Khamsha Babal is beautiful. Shami the Tamidicham in Babal, the Torah Sal in Babal, Domim Lemalochi Hasharis. So beautiful, I will say. What does the Tam Khachim look like? The Tamidi Chachamim, what do they look like? Ultimately, they look like Malachi Asharis. They look like angels. Rabbi look at Rashi. Rashi says, What does it mean that the Tamidi Chachamim look like angels? So beautiful. Domim Lamalachi Asharis, Rashi says. Both say it's about five lines up from the end of Rashi. Domim Lamalachi Asharis, Levushim Levanim. So, first of all, Tamidi Chachamim would often wear white. They would often wear white. Vatufim Kimalachi, and they're wrapped. They were wrapped in white, like Malachi. Muksiv, Vaish Levushabadim, Vahakinami, Aminam Bambanadigin. So that's the idea over here. The Tamidi Cham of Bavel often used to wear white. So they, were, they wore white, they were wrapped in, wrapped in white, 
And again, Rashi calls multiple psukim that makes reference to the malachim as being wrapped in white as well. Incredible, I will say. So listen to this Gemara. Ki Rebbe. I will say when Rebbe was about to die, Amar Homanya Ika Bababa. So I'll say he said he said as follows. Rashi says Homanya, right? That was the name of a place. There's a there's the name of a city in Babel called Homanya. Kula Amonoihi. All the people who live there, ultimately, again, are all from the nation of Ammon. All from the nation of Ammon, right? So the Gemara says, right? Chawanya Ika Bababel, Kula Monohi. Misagria Ika Bababel, excuse me. There's another city called Misagria, Kula de Mamzerehi, all Mamzerim. Birka Ika Bababel, there's a, there's a place named Birka in Babel. Shnei Achim Yesh, there are two brothers who live there. Shemachlifin Nishosei and Zelazah. Who switch wives with each other, and therefore their children are mamzerim. Birta de Sache Ika Babel. There's this place called Birta de Sache in Babel. So the Gemara says, Hayom Saro Me'achore Hamakam. Ultimately, the will say, there, the, the residents there are Rabbi Carson. The residents there just turn their backs on Akadish Barakam. Now, ultimately, again, what happened? What happened in Birta de Sache? Right? What happened in this place? Um, Good, Rashi, yeah. Good, what happened in Birta the Satya? So let's listen to this. So again, just to give context, Rebbe is dying. As he's about to die, he's sharing certain relevant information. So the first thing the Gemara says is, he's handing out just a ton of genealogical information that he had not shared up until this point. And I will say, this reference is back to yesterday's Gemara. If you remember again, the Gemara said, the Gemara said that we have this concept of Mishpachos Shinitmu Nitmu, that once kind of like a genealogical flaw has kind of receded into the, into the periphery, you know, we, we just, we, we're, we're not Megala it. We don't reveal it. But remember, what did the Gemara say? But Tamedi Chachamim who know it should what? Should share it once every seven years. In other words, someone should be the holder of genealogical records. Someone should have information. So see what's happening over here. Rebbe on his deathbed, Rebbe on his deathbed, is who, who's around the deathbed? Who's around the deathbed? How the Rebbe is going to die? His students. So the Pashtos, what it sounds like over here is he's sharing, so he's not broadcasting this to the public, he's sharing this with his Talmidim so that some people know. Okay, well, say the next thing he says is, in the city of Birta de Sacha, in Bavel, the residents turned their back in the Baruch Hu, they left religion. What happened there, both? So listen to this. I will say what happened. There was a fish pond. There was a fish pond in this place, Berta de Satya. It overflowed on Shabbos. And I will say what happens. It overflowed with fish, which means that there was a whole bunch of fish on Shabbos. What did the residents do? They came and they caught the fish. Right? Again, there was like a windfall, but it happened on Shabbos. And I will say, you're not allowed to fish on Shabbos. You're not allowed to catch fish on Shabbos. Seda, trapping or hunting, is one of the Lamites Malachas. So you're not allowed to do that on Shabbos. So they violated Shabbos. Vishamtinu Rabbi Acher Rabbi Oshia. And ultimately, Rabbi Acher Rabbi Oshia, he excommunicated them. He excommunicated them. But say, as a result, what happens? Vishtamut. Ultimately, again, as a result of being excommunicated, they all left the fold. I will say, it's a very, it's a very profound, it's a very profound Gemara. Because I will say, what it does teach us is as follows, that one sometimes does have to be careful about being, people make mistakes. People make mistakes, we'll say. You know, how you deal with people in the aftermath of their mistakes shapes their relationship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Yiddishkeit going forward. 
And sometimes if a person makes mistakes and you throw the book at them, so a person will say, you know what, this isn't worth it. This isn't worth it. Obviously, if you're throwing the book at me like this, I did something so severe. If I did something so severe, perhaps there's no way to rehabilitate myself, so they just leave. You know, life, we encounter this all the time. We encounter this with our children, right? In leadership capacities, a leader might encounter this with, with how to deal with constituencies who made mistakes. But the idea is always in the aftermath of a mistake to always deal with it with love. And to always deal with it with understanding. And again, as a parent, a child makes a mistake, it's easy to come down hard, it's easy to get upset, it's easy to get angry. But just understand, more often than not, more often than not, that could sometimes cause greater level of alienation. So a parent has to, a parent has to discipline, and a parent has to, so to speak, explain, and have to be repercussions for things that are done wrong, but it has to be with love. Right? Punishment should never be punitive, but punishment should always be rehabilitative. In the aftermath of failure, the goal is to rehabilitate, not simply to punish. Push too hard, and people just simply walk away. Incredible, you saw. Akra da Agma Ikba Bavel. So we'll say, there's this place. The name's the place. Akra da Agma in Bavel. So what happened? Ikra da Bavel. Ikra Bavel. Adabar Ava. Yes, so we'll say, this is all I just want to point out. This is all Rebbe talking. This whole thing is Rebbe talking on his deathbed. So there's this place, Akra da Agman Babel, Adabar Ava Yishba. And there's a guy, Adabar Ava, who lives there. Hayom Amudez, Hayom Yoshev Becheko Shal Avramavinu. Today, he sits, he sits literally again in the lap of Avramavinu. Now, I'll say, there's an interesting machlokas, exactly what this means, that he sits in the lap of Avramavinu. Rashi says, Yesh Omrim Meis Hayom. Some say, the sitting in the lap of Avinu means is a metaphor for death. Rashi then goes on and he says, and he says, Venira Brismila. So we'll say, or means he so on the or it's reference to Brismila. Right? So again, Machlokis tells us also he's in on this. We're not gonna get into this now, but the Machlokis actually is important because it helps to frame which Adabar Ava we're talking about. But again, not for our topic for today. But again, Machlokas. So Adabar Ava today is sitting in the lap of Avmavinu. Hayom Nolad Yehuda Bebavel. Today, I'm sorry, Nolad Rav Yehuda. Furthermore, again, so Rabbi says today, Rav Yehuda was born in Bavel. And I will say, why was this important? Da Amar Mar Kishemes Rabbi Akiva. Most listen to this. Because we say, when Rabbi Akiva died, Nolad Rabbi. Now, also remember again, this is Rebbe who's dying now, right? So Rebbe, Rebbe, Rebbe who's about to die said, today, Rebbe Huda was born. So the Gemara says something very interesting. When Rabbi Akiva died, Rebbe was born. Kishemes Rebbe, when Rebbe died, Nolad Rebbe Huda, Rebbe Huda was born. Kishemes Rebbe Huda, Nolad Rava, Rava was born. Kishemes Rava, when Rava died, Nolad Ravashi. We'll say, why is this important? Glamdecha, she'in tzadik nifta mina olam, ad shenivra tzadik kamoso. We'll say this is such a beautiful Gemara. A tzaddik never leaves the world until another tzaddik was born to replace him. Rebbe Shalom never leaves us without someone. Without someone. Shene'emar v'zarach ha-shemesh u'bah Literally again, the sun rises and the sun sets. Now we'll say what the Gemara is picking up on over here is the order is very specific. Right? In other words, what does it mean the sun rises? A tzaddik is born before... The son of the present Sadiq sets. Now I will say, if you notice something interesting, so, as, so what the Imam is really saying is, Hishbarahu never leaves the world without a Sadiq. 
That being said, so right before the tzaddik dies, the tzaddik is born. I will say, well, what do you see in this model? Remember, again, it's very nice that before Rebbe died, Rebbe Huda was born. There's only one little problem, which is what? Right? Rebbe Huda is a baby. Rebbe Huda is a baby. So what it does tell you is, like, there is a period of time, there's a period of time where the world will operate without what we'll call a functioning tzaddik. Like, in other words, so I know that the next tzaddik is here. I know that the next tzaddik is in the world. Shmaruch who never leaves the world, never leaves Klal Yisrael, leaderless. Right? The leader is always here. But there may be some amount of time where there may be a little bit of like a leadership vacuum because the leader is a baby. There is a baby. So again, the plan is always in place, right? There's never a complete leadership vacuum. But there may be a practical vacuum and that it may take a few years for the new tzaddik ultimately to assume his role. Such a beautiful idea. The Gemara says, First wide line, so remember again, Eli was the Kohen Gadol. So before, before the son of Eli set the letter, before Eli died, ultimately again, Shmuel's son had already begun to rise. So we'll say the idea over here is that this case is a little bit different because in this case, Shmuel began to receive prophecy even while Eli was alive. And Eli recognized that Shmuel was a Navi even before Eli had passed away. So this case is a little bit different than the others, right? Because in this case, again, Shmuel is functioning in the capacity of a Navi and Eli is still alive. In the previous model, the Gemara is saying over here, before a tzaddik dies, the next tzaddik is born. The world is never left absent. I'm saying, it's an incredibly important, an incredibly important Gemara for us to think about. You know, especially, again, we're living through these days where Klavi Yisrael has lost so much. And I will say, it's so important, it's so important that, you know, we, we move forward, you know, which, is, which of course is a good thing. It's a good thing. But sometimes we move forward too quickly and we forget about everything that has been lost, right? And we forget about the 1300 Nishamas. I would tell you that if you go into the times of Israel, they actually have a very, a very gripping section um, two sections. One's titled, Those We Lost and Those We Miss. It, so the first part is profiles of people who were killed. And the second one is profiles of people being held hostage. And it's incredible, even if you don't read it, even if you don't read it, you just see the pictures and you see the ages and you see where people are taken from and you see the people who are lost. And I will say like, it, but what's important in a Gemara like this is we understand the, the tragedy of these things is we feel when someone, when someone, is, when someone dies, especially when someone is murdered, and especially like a, a mass catastrophic event like we've experienced as a people, we feel like there's a huge void in the world. Right? And for us, there is, a, even those people we don't know, many, right? there's a void in the world. So I will say, it's important to understand that even sometimes when we feel a void, HaKadosh Baruch Hu never allows for a void. There's always a plan. There's always a plan, and the plan never allows for there to be a void. There's always something mamal of that void. Now, I might not feel it right now. We may not feel it right now. For us, it feels like there's this, this great gaping hole in our hearts. But that's what the Gemara is saying. Before the tzaddik dies, right, the another tzaddik is always born. Before the void is created, the void is always filled, even if I don't know that it's been filled, and even if I don't feel that it's been filled, but it's always been filled. It's always important from an Amuna perspective to recognize. 
that the Ribbono Shal Olam never allows us to be fully incomplete and never allows the world to be incomplete. The void is always filled. We just don't necessarily know it or feel it yet. It's such an incredible yisod. The Gemara goes by to The Gemara says, the Gemara says, go, see Hashem, Fine. Uh, he commanded to Yaakov, he commanded to Yaakov, that he's surrounded by enemies. This is a reference to Homanya and Pumnara, Rashi says over here, that ultimately again was surrounded, right? Was surrounded. Fine. So Rashi says over here, yeah, right? If you look at Rashi, he says, "Siva shal Yaakov siyot sarav, sarav how you solve him, osam ba'artsam, da'inu amon moav shetzil yosem inakol." So again, unfortunately, I will say a very relevant pasuk. "Siva shal Yaakov siyot sarav." That what the Shparuch who made it that Yaakov is surrounded by enemies. Eretz Yisrael is surrounded by enemies. Am Yisrael is surrounded by enemies. I will say it's it's important to understand. You know, sometimes people people lament anti-Semitism. And we should lament anti-Semitism. We should combat anti-Semitism. It's important for us to know we could combat as much as we want, but Lamaisa, it's a reality. It's a reality. And it's, it's important for us because sometimes, like, we're so shocked. I'm so shocked that, that, that there's anti-Semitism spewing on college campuses. Why, why, why are we shocked? Why are we shocked? And I will say one of the most incredible things that has happened in this current reality is that the, the very thin veil of anti-Israel sentiment has been pulled back. And ta-da, what does everyone see? That in fact, anti-Israel, sen- anti-Israel sentiment is rabid anti-Semitism. The world has hid behind the fact that no, we don't hate Jews. We just hate the state of Israel. No, you don't. If you hate the state of Israel, you hate Jews. You hate Jews. And you can see, again, I would say, the most vile forms of hatred. You know, I was saying this, you would think that people, you know, we, all, we, all have, we all have our prejudices, right? But hopefully a person is sophisticated enough to understand perhaps what they should or they shouldn't say in a public setting. It's fascinating to see how people are just stupid. In other words, unable to even mask how they truly feel. But you know what that shows? When a person, when a person lacks an awareness, is to understand how what they're saying is going to be heard and how you might lose your job or you're not going to get hired by companies. You would think like people would be like a little bit smarter to mask it a little bit. I will say there's a concept, there's a concept in, you know, by, but we're going to read it in just a little bit in Parashas Vayira, where Avram Avinu by the Akedah, Vayachavosh Avram Eschamro, Avram Avinu went ahead and saddled his own donkey, right, to go up to the Akedah. So Rashi HaKadosh is bothered by why is Avram Avinu saddling his own donkey? After all, again, he has a servant. So Rashi HaKadosh says something beautiful. Rashi says, Ava makalkela sashura. Love disrupts the natural order of things. Right? Avinu loved his son, loved the Chosh so much, he saddled his own donkey. There's something else that also disrupts the natural order of things, which is sinna. Hatred, Makalkalas Ashura. Hatred disrupts natural order. Hatred disrupts rational thought. And when people are consumed by hatred, they simply do irrational things. That's what, you're, that's, that, that's what we're seeing. We're not just seeing anti-Semitism. We're seeing hatred. Hatred. And when hatred comes out, even people who would normally have enough forethought to say, you know, I probably shouldn't say that publicly because it's going to be viral in 10 seconds. Right? And the whole world is going to know about it. 
it was rational thought. That, that's what I will say. That's what we're seeing. Siva Hashem Yaakov, Sabiva Tzarev. Ultimately, again, Yaakov, Yaakov, Klal Yisrael, Ab Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael, is always surrounded by enemies. Rabbi you'll say to yourself, come on, Rebona Shalom, really? That, that's, that's, that, that's, that's our chilek in this world. I will say, there is a beauty to be surrounded by enemies. What's the beauty of being surrounded by enemies? You recognize that we have no one, absolutely no one to rely on, except the Ribono Shal Olam and each other. I will say, let's be very clear, there are no friends. And the friends that we have today are not gonna be the friends tomorrow. That, the Jew has learned this lesson over the years, over the years. Our friends are temporal friends, our episodic friends. That, that's, or, or the friendship waxes, the friendship wanes, that's the way life works. We have HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we have each other. That's what we have in this world. And that's why, again, strengthening our relationship to the Ribbon Shalom, to the best of our ability, strengthening the Atlas, our relationship to one another, that's what assures us of success. Everything else could help like in a stop-gap fashion. But those are the only two relationships that we have and will always have. Siva Hashem Yaakov, Sidi Vavtsar, B'Kenabar, B'Yudu Amr Kigon Amayel Tum Nara, so we'll say, okay, switching gears. So that's the end of the Rebbe story. That's the end of the Rebbe story, right? So he passed away. These are all things the Rebbe did on his deathbed. Now we'll say we're switching gears over here. And we come to, we come to Yechezkel. Right, and ultimately again, so Yechezkel over here is lamenting, well it sounds like he's lamenting, the death of this individual by the name of Plataihu ben Benaya. Plataihu ben Benaya died, and ultimately again, is, uh, and, and Yechezkel is crying out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ahei Adoni Hashem, whoa, whoa Hashem, that this guy Plataihu davened, ah oh, davened, died, sorry, Not right, Plataihu died. So I will say, Sigmar says, Rabu Shmo, Achadamar L'Tov, Achadamar L'Mar, Ra. So, so this Machlokas was, this guy Plataihu, was he evil or was he wicked? Sorry. No. What, what, was he good or was he bad, right? Was he good or was he bad? So I said, the Gemara says, listen to this. So the one who says that he was good. Listen to this. The ruler of Meishan. Now again, we spoke about Meishan before, right? Meishan was genealogically unfit. Right? The ruler of Meishan was the son of Nebuchadnezzar. Okay? Now watch this. So Shalach Mikuli Hai Shivaya Da'aisis Lecha Lo Shadartan Lon Dekai Lekamon so, the, so he sent a letter. So this guy, the ruler of nations, sent a letter to the Shver, to Nebuchadnezzar. He said, Shver, you conquered all of these lands. You have all of these slaves now. And you didn't send me any slaves. A chutzpah. You didn't send me any slaves. So what happened? By the Shadur, they need strong. So Nebuchadnezzar felt bad. He wanted his right. He liked his son-in-law. He was going to send them the best slaves. He was going to send the best slaves. The Jews. He was going to send them of cloud Yisrael. Armale Platayu ben Benayo. Alem de Chashvina neko mikamach. So ultimately, this guy Platayu said to Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, you know what? Keep the Jews with us. Keep the Jews with us. Send the nation other Avadim. So Platayu allowed the Jews to be spared this fate of being sent to Mesha, which apparently would have been much worse. 
apparently this guy Platayu died died young. So the Navi Yecheskel had incredible akars to Platayu that he prevented the Jews from being exiled to Meishon. So the Navi lamented, how could someone who was so good to the Jewish people die so young? Uman Damalara, the one who said ultimately again the Platayu wasn't good, what did he say? So I will say, so the Pasuk in Cheskel, still in Cheskel says as follows, right? He came with me to the gate of the Beis HaMikdash, right? The Eastern Gate. 25 people went to the gate. All of these people came to the Beis HaMikdash, including this guy, Platayu ben Benayo. They had brought me to the inner courtyard of the Beis So their back was to the Heichel. And they were facing east. So the obviously, if they're facing east, that means their backs are to the west. Right? That, that's obvious. So the Gemara says, So why does it have to say that their backs were facing to the Heichal, to the Beis HaMikdosh? These people assembled. What did they do? They faced their backs in the direction of the Beis HaMikdosh and they defecated in the direction of the Beis HaMikdosh. So there was a mass chil Hashem, a mass desecration of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name. Who participated in this? This guy, Pelatayu ben Benayahu. So, the Ka'amar Navi, the Navi said, So, apparently, again, Pelatayu, he died young, but apparently he died on his bed, like he died, uh, well, I guess, for lack of a better like a serene death. So, the Navi said, Someone who called such a Chal Hashem should die a serene death. Should die a serene death. That's the Navi's lament. So, therefore, I will say, A fundamental machlokis about this guy, Pelatayu ben Benayahu. Was he good in that he saved the Jews from being exiled to Meshon? Or ultimately, again, was he bad in that, again, he, he, he obviously engaged in this terribly disparaging behavior to, in the base of Mikdash? This time, the Shmuel Damar Lara, and apparently, Shmuel ultimately, again, who says that he was bad. The Amr Avichibar Avin Amr Shmuel, Mushchani, Harehi Kagolu Liyuchsin. The city of Mushchani has the status of Baba for Yichos, right? Mishon Lo Chashula. In Mishon, they weren't Choshish for it. Lo Mishum Avdos. So both say Mishan, there wasn't a problem ultimately again of Avdus or of Mamzerus. But the only problem with Mishan was that the Kohanim who lived there ultimately again married divorcees. Married divorcees. Maybe Shmuel in fact says that this guy Platar Benaya was good. The one who makes his Ebed Hefker, ultimately again he goes to Cheros. The Eino Tzarev gets Shechor, and he doesn't even get Shechor. Shneemar called Ebed Ish Miknas Kasev, Ebed Ish Velo Ebed Isha. Ela Ebed Shiyish Lo Rishus the Rabbah Alav Kari Ebed, an Ebed who is beholden to a master is called an Ebed. Ebed Shin Rabbah Rishus Alav in Kari Ebed, but an Ebed whose master doesn't have Rishus over him is not called an Ebed. Sefer Bosei could very well be that Alocha Lamaisa there were slaves that were sent ultimately again to Meishon. But those slaves effectively became emancipated. Because remember again, once you send your Eved ultimately to a foreign place, it's as if you emancipate him. Okay? So we'll say, this guy, Platayu Ben Benayo. Was he good? Was he bad? And we'll say, you know, what's also, there's another possibility. What's the other possibility? Is that he did both of these things, right? 
On one hand, he saved the Jews from being sent to Mishan. On the other hand, he engaged in this terrible chil Hashem. And I will say, isn't that the story of most of our lives, right? There's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad, right? There, there's, there's some stuff that I do that's really wonderful. And there's some stuff that I do, I mean, not, maybe not of this level of Plata Ben Benayo, right? Baruch this, this I could say, right? this is, this I haven't done, Baruch Hashem. But, but the Maestro will say, most of us are a composite, ultimately, of mitzvos and Averos. And who we are, so who am I? Am I Tzadik? Am I Russia? What's the answer? What's the answer? It really depends on the moment, right? It depends on where I'm holding it. Like, most of us are a composite of extreme good and unfortunately sometimes extreme negativity. I'm not even good on Shmuel. So do you remember? I will say, now, we are coming into a totally other school of thought. I will say, in our previous model, in our previous model, essentially what we had was like this. You have Babel. Babel is the purest of the pure genealogically. Under Babel, what do you have? Eretz Yisrael. And then under Eretz Yisrael, what do you have? Everywhere else. Now, I will say, now, in that model, everywhere else, has an assumed level of genealogical impurity, right? Impurity. So like the, the general lands, impurity, Eretz Yisrael, mostly purity, but still some impurity, and Babel, complete purity. Now there's another model, right? That model is Rabbi Meir. The new model of Recham say, Kal ha'aratos becheskes kashras imomdos. And generally, you know, both say, what do we say? That Allah l'maysa, Allah l'maysa. People enjoy a presumed status of genealogical purity. No matter where you come from, we assume that if you present yourself as a Jew, we take your word that you're a Jew, and we also take your word that, that we assume that Allah is your genealogically fit. So ultimately, again, to marry a girl from girl from What's your logic? That all lands ultimately again enjoy a presumed status of genealogical purity. I, but all these other people don't have this particular teaching, don't have this particular ruling. So ultimately, again, so we'll stop over here for today. Even though, again, all of these other, all these other Rabbanim did not have this Misora, this is a new Shita that comes on the synagogue. So again, up until now, the Gemara says, what we've been talking about, about different gradations of Babel, Eretz Yisrael, rest of the lands, that's Rabbi Meir. But the Chum introduced the idea, we are, there is a presumed Cheskes Kashros. Presumed Cheskes Kashros. That at the end of the day, halacha we assume that someone is Kasher, unless we know to the contrary. Rabbi Yisrael will continue with this tomorrow, and we'll have to see exactly what the halacha is. Shkoyach.